couch and I don't know what to watch Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Hello everyone and welcome to the preview. I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always are Sam Chung and Jermaine Fletcher. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Can I start with something not film and TV related but Jermaine we haven't talked about this. The rebrand to X. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why Why is this happening. I, I'm, I'm upset because we recorded a bunch of crowning around episodes like <laughs> a month ago and now i have to retag them all do you yeah because i had said Why? on twitter yeah but you can find us on twitter it's still now- twitter no it's, it's, it's x still now. twitter it's x <laughs> if you call it x yeah publicly i will divorce you whoa <laughs> I agree. I support that. I, support I don't that. know if you saw today. Everything changed. And I don't know if you saw the story where there was like a Twitter user who had the username X and he had it for like 16 years and they just took it from him without giving him any sort of warning or anything. I think they just sent him an email and it was like, we're taking this. They offered him merch and he tore up the Twitter offices, Ooh. but they took his name. I didn't see the full, did he, does he live, wait, is X in the Bay Area still or did they also move to Texas where like Tesla moved? No clue. I think they're in San Francisco <laughs> Yeah, because there's a whole thing of like, they were taking the Twitter name off the building. And the cops came to tell them that you can't do that. Like, you have to have a permit. Here's the thing. No, my Twitter. All my apps are alphabetical, and it's now X, and it moved. It's now after Whole Foods and before Yahoo Fantasy. Oh, the (laughs) app actually changed. Yes, I'm telling you. Mine hasn't yet. Mine hasn't changed yet. Mine is still the... I should let me screenshot this for just old time's sakes. Um... (laughs) Mine hasn't. And my Twitter has been public for a very long time because, you know, I love Twitter. But I, I made, when they announced the X thing, I made my Twitter private and I was like, this is a wrap on Twitter for me. Wow. I can't do X. It's, it's so stupid. End of an era. So you, are, you on, are you on threads now, Jermaine? I'm trying, but threads is so boring. <laughs> so Twitter. <laughs> Uh, I just, it, this is very much given HBO Max. We're just going to call it Max. Oh, yeah. Vibes. Absolutely. I just don't know what they're doing over at good old Twitter. I know. Whatever Elon tells them to do. Honestly, yes. I don't know. It's kind of hard to believe that he and Linda had a conversation about this rather than like he just went rogue and then Linda was like, yeah, this was always the plan. <laughs> exactly. That's what I believe too. Yeah. I think the URL is actually now x.com, but x.com still redirects you to twitter.com. They haven't flipped that yet. I don't know. It's a weird time. A weird time. <laughs> so July. So July. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Barbie movie. <laughs> Jermaine, I know you saw it this week. I did. I saw it on Thursday. Having not been able to get tickets for days, like I couldn't even get a ticket to a 10 o'clock screen in in the morning i'm like do people not work like why is everything sold out (laughs) i'll say this i thought it was clever of how they did it and what their story was because this movie could have gone 
wrong in many ways, like if Amy Schumer had done it. Um, (laughs) I thought it was a clever story of how they did it. The politics was a little on the nose. I get it. But I found it clever and charming. Um, Marissa, you have some strong takes. I just wanted it to be the best movie I've ever seen. And that's on me. That's on me. I bought into the hype. (laughs) We went to Barbie World. Yeah, the Barbie pop-up in Santa Monica. We went to that, which on Sunday was a mistake. It was us and a bunch of influencers and a bunch of children. (laughs) Yes. And I'm underwhelmed. I just, and I've been sitting with this for over a week now. Yeah, because we saw it on opening day. We saw it on opening Mm -hmm. day. I guess I just don't know what we are supposed to take away from it. It felt very much like just a commentary on gender roles and dynamics as they are. But to me, it didn't really have anything to add to the conversation. Yeah. But I loved the way it looked. I loved the production, the costumes. I loved Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling's performances. But I was left a little unsatisfied with the story just from like a structural perspective too and like the lack of identifiable character arcs. I don't know. I, I, I've simmered down a little bit from <laughs> yeah, my initial hot. reaction. <laughs> I out. really came you're out like, hot. That was not the best movie I've ever seen. No. <laughs> and I appreciate what it's doing for movies. Um, and yeah. for And I appreciate, yeah, it at face value. I just think from like a storytelling perspective, I was left a little bit unsatisfied. Yeah, I've been saying I thought it was fine. You know, I um, I really enjoyed the first half hour of the movie, which coincided with all the parts that they put in the trailer, pretty much. Um, and then I thought the back half of the movie started to get a little bit slow. It could have been probably a little bit shorter and a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. Bonus points for, for Rob Thomas, always. I just think that, you know, it did feel a little bit like a setup to a second movie, as these franchises do pretty frequently. Um, but you're not really see you're you're you came into this movie with the wrong mindset. Similar to Super Mario Bros., you're not here for plot, you're not here for characters, you're here to experience a moment, and if you have some nostalgia, that's an added bonus. And it's about being in the moment with all the other with people in prom dresses and people dressed up as Ken's. You're here so that oh, you can oh, buy man. some sixty dollar Kenuff sweatshirt merch. And that's, <laughs> that's that was the other thing too. Is. Just seeing all of the things in the movie that was like, this is going to be for sale. This is going to be for sale. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one giant advertisement. But I fully expect but to it see that merch. Been so much <laughs> everywhere, but yeah. the movie could have been so much worse. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been I agree. So much worse. I agree, but also it could have been better. That is also yes, true. I just think that is true. The the part to me that was clunky was the real world stuff and like yeah. just going back to Barbie land. I was like, so you're just going to go back to Barbie land and America Fair's daughter made no sense to me. I agree. They kind of forgot about her. They kind of like forgot about her and that she was like a terrible, terrible teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She made Barbie cry. The logic of it all. She called Barbie a fascist, which was honestly one of my favorite parts of the movie. I thought that was hilarious. I don't control the railway. What did you say? I don't control the railway. The flow of commerce. Yeah, something like that. I was like, wow. Um, It has 
the movie has good moments. That's the best way to put it. It has yeah. good moments. I could have gone without Marvel seemingly in the movie because <laughs> I just don't. I, I didn't jam with him. But the movie's had the movie has some moments that made me laugh. That made me just like really, really laugh. Like my the final like one of the beats where I think one of the Kens asked Issa Rae, President Marvel, like, "Oh, can we have a court on a supreme a seat on the Supreme Court?" And she's like, "No, I can't do that." maybe a lower court. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was funny. That was funny to me. Like some things, like when she cursed, that was funny. Like, the movie has moments. Mm-hmm. And the idea that Ken went to the real world and discovered the patriarchy and immediately brought it back to Barbie land was just like, <laughs> just like a man. Yeah. Just like a man. My coworker asked me if after seeing it, I thought that she could take her five-year-old to see it. And I know it's rated PG-13, but honestly, I said, I think so. It wasn't, there was nothing that obscene and any of like the the other stuff would just go over a five-year-old's head. I didn't think it was anything that a five-year-old couldn't see. There were five-year-olds in my screening. <laughs> yeah. There were children in my screening. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 the movie had moments that were like, you know what? And I just maintain it could have been worse. It could have been Amy Schumer's Barbie. Just think about that. Yeah. I mean, Jermaine, if you thought getting tickets to Barbie was hard, I feel like getting tickets to Oppenheimer in IMAX has been nearly impossible. Um, Haven't had a chance to see it yet. Same. Haven't seen it in New York. Sold out. The funniest thing about it, because I was scrolling through Twitter, because that's what it's called, Twitter, (laughs) and people were unable to get tickets to Oppenheimer and people were like, so wait, we were serious about actually seeing that movie. I thought it was just like a joke that, yeah, Barbie, Oppenheimer, like, so we're actually going to see Oppenheimer too. <laughs> like the tickets were so, it was a great weekend for the box office. Mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman would be happy. <laughs> that oh, the yeah. movies are back. It is fascinating <laughs> from like a marketing perspective to like the fact that like at the end of the day, like, a lot of Oppenheimer's campaign was literally just Barbie. Like, I think Barbie brought a lot of people yeah. to to Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. And I love that. I love that story. This is going to be taught in communications. I guess. I do feel like someday. this is a unique situation. Like, I still don't think that Barbie could have done the same thing with, like, if it had been released a week earlier. I don't think people are doing, like, a Barbie Mission Impossible. Like, I do think there's something about two original films from, like, high-profile filmmakers um it just yeah. feels more like it's about the the craft you and know? they're also yeah. both like thematically like at their core kind of similar are they like <laughs> just Please inter- elaborate on that well <laughs> as far as like existential crises just thinking about yeah I hadn't really the thought world of it that and like way. humanity at large, and they're just on like completely opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of tone. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I agree. I give Barbie a B plus, a solid B plus. Oh, B plus, Barbie. that's high. I probably would have given it like a C plus. No, Sam, it's Barbie with a B. It has to be oh, a okay. B. <laughs> B minus. All right, B fine. Plus. I'll upgrade it to a B a minus. B-. <laughs> I, I don't want there to be a sequel for this movie. There will I be. I do think I would. I think they set up other possibilities that they could do. Like they had talked about in the movie how Skipper escaped to the real world one time, 
I'd rather see that yeah, than where is Skipper at? Margot, <laughs> more, <laughs> I don't want more Margot Robbie as Barbie. Would you, would, Jermaine, would you sign up for the Allen spinoff? No. <laughs> I, I don't want Allen. I think they can do Skipper when she escaped to the real world. And I will just say they took a lot of, there's a part where Barbie was like having her breakdown about like not being pretty enough and Helen Mirren just like, no to the filmmaker. Casting Margot Robbie in this part would have been is not the best one like <laughs> hit home the point of somebody not being pretty enough. Like the movie had clever moments and I'll give good a girl with that. The the one fun thing I did see about a sequel, I forget where I saw this, but someone had asked Killian Murphy if there was a Barbie sequel, if he would be a Ken. And he said, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be that would be extremely meta. I would be there for that. The Kens were useless. They were. <laughs> yeah. We could have done without like the big the big fight scene. My husband turned to me and was like, This is so stupid. I was like, it is so stupid. And also just like the the like cartoon villainy of like the real like the Will Farrell, like the Mattel people, and then they come back to Barbie Land, but then they don't do anything. They just like forgot that. They were there. <laughs> like, what do you mean they're there to make normal Barbie? What well, I forget what the I forget what it was called. <laughs> regular Barbie. Regular, yeah, regular like Barbie. That. Yeah. Anyways. 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 Yeah. Is that all of our Barbie feelings? Probably not. But we should move on. Yeah, we should. This isn't a Barbie podcast. Probably not. Like, yeah. And you don't <laughs> want me to talk more about Marvel seemingly. <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine, what else did you watch in July? Absolutely nothing. I went on vacation and prior, you know, when you go on vacation, you have to get a bunch of things done before you go on vacation. Mm-hmm. And then you go on vacation and you don't do anything. And then you come back from vacation. You have to catch up on all the things that you needed to do when you were out. Yeah. July was completely dead for me. All I watched was Barbie. But am I misremembering last year? I feel like you were, you said you were on P-Town watching stuff like on the beach. Well, last year we went to P-Town with friends. Last year we went to P-Town with friends and my husband had people to talk to. So that freed me up to watch oh. on the beach. <laughs> this year, it was just me and him. So I could not watch oh. TV <laughs> on the beach. You got no viewing so, time. <laughs> I had no view in time. I, see. I have so many things I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch Dave Clone Tyrone tonight because he's away. And can I just say, and Sam, I texted you this, mm-hmm. releasing The Haunted Mansion <laughs> in July is one of the stupidest decisions <laughs> I've ever seen. That is up there with Max. That is up there with X. That is up Big there mistake. with the, the, the writer strike. Everything that's a, like, <laughs> so, why would you release that movie in July? I don't think I, I still don't think July is the worst month they could have chosen. July is definitely better than November and December. It doesn't matter, there is a clear month, <laughs> and it's like end of July, like, we can almost count it to August. Like, I don't but know, that's August just feels worse, but you're starting to August ramp up worse. with like Halloween costumes. Like, no, you get, no, you want to get this stuff Labor Day yet. We haven't gotten through Labor Day yet. Right now, people are holding on to summer. You want to get this stuff out there so that then you can merchandise when Halloween rolls around. But yeah, but you can't successfully merchandise for content that people aren't going to because no one wants to see Haunted Mansion in 
July. But if they put it in theaters now, they can get it on Disney Plus in like probably around Labor Day. That's probably what the strategy is. Maybe. Actually, to get it on Disney Plus by Halloween. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) It it just took me so aback that you released that movie in July. I want to talk about the best thing I watched in July. Oh. This is a bold statement considering we're like just over halfway through the year. But I think looking back on 2023, I think this this it's going to be hard to find a movie to beat this movie oh. <laughs> for favorite movie of the year. Uh-huh. And that is Theater Camp. We okay. talked about it last month in the July preview. We did get to go see it. Perfect movie. Movie that felt like it was made for me specifically. Great oh, cast, sure. great moments. Really talented kids. The fake musical within the movie had no right to be as good as it was. Joan Still. Joan Still. Joan Still. (laughs) It was campy. It was heartfelt. It was a goddamn delight. Um, I agree. I enjoyed it as well. And I'm not as much of a musical theater person as you are. But the, the, you know, the closing song from Joan Still, I will concede, is is a bop. (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy that that movie hit for me, did everything I wanted it to do, okay, and more. Um, should I run through some stuff, some other stuff, real quickly? Sure. Uh, Love Island season five. We began chaotic. Um, they are a mess. They are the mess. American Love the Island. The U.S. Love Island, yeah. Um, although Marissa, you've also are been they watching at UK an Love Island. Island. They're, They're in, in Fiji. Fiji. Oh, they went back to an island and not a hotel. Ruka. Correct. Yeah. They yeah, are not in, in Vegas. Oh, <laughs> They're good, not. good to know. They are in Fiji. Sarah Highland, apparently a different union when you're doing some sort of reality competition show, but still hosting. Same union, but different contract. Different contract, yes. So Different contract, yes. Yeah, so Sarah Highland's still there. Eight, eight, yeah. Is it live, like, week by week? Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty much in Six real episodes time. per week. Although one is like the oh. recap episode, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it's on like a, I would say it's probably on like a 48 hour delay between filming and us seeing it because they have to put it together. But it's like, oh. it's not just like live feeds, like what Big Brother does. It but is yeah, they produced, still, you, but they still do the public it's votes. snappy. Yeah, the public yeah. votes to vote off couples. So in that way, it has to be close, close to real time. Yeah. Oh, Summer I Turned Pretty season two. How is Belly doing? <laughs> not good. Um, we'll see where it's going. It's okay. not a whole lot is happening. Um, it's a pretty slow season. Um, the first three episodes were released at once, and there were two timelines in those first three episodes. The present time was the next summer, and then it would keep flashing back to like things that went down between the two summers. Oh, so it's the summer after she turned pretty. And turning pretty just means that you don't have glasses or braces anymore, just to be clear. Um, (laughs) That's what turning pretty is. That's all it takes. And then, but then that format just ends in episode four. And now we're back to like a linear, like we just catch up to next summer. And (laughs) Okay. uh, uh, uh. What I have been doing, Jermaine, is catching up on Grey's Anatomy finally. I'm getting back. I'm getting back into it. Don't don't get me started on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I'm so well, upset. I'm so upset. Oh boy. Like, I am going into the fall with no Grey's Anatomy. I am so upset. Correct. Like every time I think about the fact that there will be no Grey's Anatomy in the fall, I get so mad. 
I'm like, sorry. I didn't mean to trigger you. I don't know. Don't know what to do with myself. I've been watching that show since I was in the ninth grade. I think so. But good for you. What season are you watching? The current season that just aired? No, I I fell off at the beginning of season 18. So I'm like halfway through right now. Um, Like they just cheered Parkinson's, uh, like the Peter Gallagher stuff. Okay. Okay. After COVID, after the beat. After season. COVID. Ooh. Yeah. I got through COVID. And then I watched like the first couple episodes of 18. I was still watching Station 19 too. And a character that I really liked on Station 19 was killed off. And then I was just like. You liked a character on Station 19? Who? Uh, Dean, the the actor who was also oh, in Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. And then mm. I was like, I'm done with this. And I hate that show so much. I, I just watched that show out of just like rage and loyalty. But I hate that show. It contributed to my fallout with Grey's because I felt like I had to watch both. And it was just like. Exactly. It was such a commitment. And I've let go of that right now. I'm like, no, I can just watch Grey's Anatomy and that will be fine. You can. I, <laughs> as someone who's watched all of Station 19, I can confirm you do not need to watch <laughs> to watch Grey's. All right. I'll just run through the rest of the list really quickly. What We Do in the Shadows came back. Perfect show. No notes. The After Party Season 2, uh, I feel like has kind of failed to recapture the magic of the first season. Uh, a little bit slow, not as many laugh-out-loud moments. Um, Miracle Workers End Times, pretty similar to the seasons before. I, I feel like that show is never, like, laugh-out-loud funny. It's just kind of, like, mildly amusing, but I watch it nonetheless. Tough as Nails Season 5, what a, a chaotic, what a chaotic crew they found this season, but loving it. Claim to um, fame. Claim to fame. Claim to fame, season two, also. Yep, claim to fame. A hit. A hit. Tom Hanks is, I feel like this is not a spoiler at this point, Tom Hanks' niece, chaos. And then... Um, really Rita Wilson's niece, but like... Okay, but... I digress. That's not... Okay. Uh, <laughs> Five Star Chef, the competition show to take over the, the restaurant at the Langham. Great show. If you love the bear, this really just kind of like continued on the bear vibes. That was on Netflix, and I enjoyed it. Also on Netflix, we've been watching Hack My Home um, <laughs> as I've been trying to hack my own home. It has been a little inspirational. I've enjoyed it in that way. But that crew of four people most really have, awkward, have no chemistry together. Most awkward I don't know how they found people. these four people. It's I, actually I, incredible how awkward they are. I legitimately feel like the two, so there's two guys and there's two women, and I, I don't think the two guys like each other. They have, like, negative chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> they start each episode with like a conversation <laughs> that is so forced and scripted where they'll be like I did something with my sister last week speaking of sisters segue into the like situation the family that they're talking about it's yeah. so very strange they do cool things they do. but it's so awkward um quarterback has been what I expected but it's fulfilling you know the void, the sports void in my life right now. And then Survival of the Thickest, we didn't even make it through one episode, unfortunately. When she started trying to shovel vomit from the bathtub to the toilet, I was like, I'm out. And didn't make it very far into that show. Sorry, Michelle Buteau. I feel like Michelle Buteau's <laughs> at, like, a disadvantage because her voice is just so distinct. I just, like, hear her, and I'm like, you're the voice for the circle. You're the voice for too Like, it's just, it's hard for me to, like, then just 
oh, you're a per like, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard for that to transfer to like, yeah, a scripted. Yeah. Like acting situation. Okay. I think that takes us through July for now. Um, haven't seen the Haunted Mansion yet. Haven't seen Joyride yet. I've heard great things about Joyride. I haven't hoped to Same. see it ASAP. I've heard good things about Joyride, Joyride too. Um, haven't had a chance to check out Twisted Metal yet. Um, all August. Right. August. Jermaine, should we start off? <laughs> should we start off August with some final words for in, in recognition of the the series finale of your favorite show, Riverdale? I stopped watching that show. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! When did I stop watching that show? Maybe season five. Some it just like went crazy. I think I stopped watching at some point. There was a season where they tried to introduce aliens or something. <laughs> and I was just like, oh shit. Like the perfect way I experienced River- Riverdale is to people is like, there's a writer's room and all the writers pitch ideas and the showrunner says, yes, let's do all of it. <laughs> and they do all of it. And then the series made no sense. Um, Riverdale, I'm not sad to see it go. If the writers, actress strike continue into... October, I can see myself going back to watch Riverdale because <laughs> I won't have anything to watch. <laughs> um, but R.I.P. Riverdale, you won't be missed. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you started with such, such, I had such high hopes for that show. Yeah, and like then such promise. <laughs> it had such promise, and then it just went off a cliff <laughs> and just kept going. End of an era, end of an era, truly. Yeah, and apparently I saw a clip once about like Cheryl Blossom, like she became like a super witch, and she apparently became like the Scarlet Witch of Riverdale, and she was saving the whole town from like being destroyed. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on in this show now?" Whoa! Goodbye, Riverdale. Goodbye, Cole Sprouse, who just gives me the creeps. <laughs> Yikes! You're like five feet apart at all times. <laughs> all times. Oh. All right, that yeah, we can dive into August now. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? ready. We've yeah. only been talking for a half hour, and we haven't even started talking yet. I know. Yeah, let's. let's okay, just, let's yeah. pick it up. Let's pick it up because I feel like there's a decent amount of stuff here. Yeah, I was surprised to see that August is seemingly keeping us fed before. Yeah, the true drop off in original content or scripted content, rather. That yeah. is. I mean, inevitable will, at this point. People will really feel it in September, September, October, September. when broadcast season rolls yeah. around, and, and it's all reality. It's all reality, except for NBC. <laughs> what NBC, has NBC been holding on to? Uh, a couple new series. So a rash. There's a series called Irrational. A series called Found. Maybe there's I mean, hope yeah. for them because nothing another else will be on Magnum. Another yeah. season. A new season Magnum of Quantum PI, Leap. Quantum Leap. So it is a fall for reality TV, NBC scripted TV, and sports. Yeah, they. I mean, CBS pushed Big Brother to be essentially part of the fall lineup because Big Brother. Is that your first August show? I guess since I'm talking about it, since as I, <laughs> it, it is, wasn't the first thing I was going to say. My but, first August show. But yes, Big I Brother is coming furious. back. You're uh, still furious, not over it. <laughs> I am. I should be. At least a month deep into <laughs> yes. the plot of Big Brother right now. There should have been at least five evictions by now. 
I cannot wait for Big I, Brother yes, to come back. I should be I like infested. having live feeds in my as a second screen in my spare time. I should be listening to <laughs> Terrence's podcast. I pay for Paramount Plus. I need to see the old <laughs> Big Brother people like tweet in. I want to see videos of the wall yellers. I, I oh. yes. Actually, is it Xing now? <laughs> can, can you? Okay. No. Can you still Shut tweet? Ma'am, stop. Tr- stop <laughs> trying to make such happen. <laughs> no, you are part of the problem. I'm just you a messenger. Are part of the problem. You can't take it seriously. Or are we Ying? If it's X, do you Y? Oh, Sam, sorry. Stop. <laughs> oh my god. But Big Brother is my number one show. Hosted by Julie Chen Moon. Be kind to one another. Never said Moon does until exactly. Her <laughs> husband wasn't. I digress. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. I love Big Brother. I love, love, love that show. And I can't wait for it to come back. And I think so I think it's going to have great ratings, particularly because there's nothing else for people to like really go and watch, particularly in the fall. I can't wait. My only concern is Given the strike of it all, I worry that you're going to be too many twists and turns and you're going to try to drag it out mm. for longer than they would. I could see the show going until like November yeah. if they really need content. I don't know how the contestants will get that much time off from work. <laughs> Say um, okay, so it comes back on the second this week, essentially. The schedule is going to be a little bit different, right? Because Wednesdays are blocked off for Survivor and the Amazing Race. So, like, the cadence of the week, I feel like, is going to be different than in the past. Yes. I think it's... So, wait, when... when so, it's Tuesday... It's going to be Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday again? Because it was that at one point in time. It wasn't always Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So you didn't need to look that up. You had me. Yeah. Resident... Big brother expert. <laughs> yeah. It's on too many times per week. Can't keep can't keep up. Yeah, see, we're watching Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even say that anymore as your excuse. No, Big Brother is a commitment. I had a friend ask me like, oh, should I watch it? And I was like, yes, but it's a commitment. Like you have to put the time in to keep up with it. Yeah. It, it is a commitment. It's true. The first show on my list is also a reality competition show because I did not have Big Brother on my list. I have the big Nailed It Baking Challenge, which seems very fun. I love Nailed It. And this seems like Nailed It just plus because they brought in 10 people. Elevated. Yeah, they brought in 10 people. And now it feels like kind of like a weekly elimination show, more similar to your Top Chefs or your Master Chefs. Your Bake Offs. Your Bake Offs, yeah. But the point is these people are still terrible. But... Now they're going to get a little bit of guidance as they go through and hopefully become better bakers so that Shock Torres doesn't need to continue to suffer and taste these horrible cakes. I know. In the trailer, the (laughs) moment that really got me was like Shock Torres just being like, we have finally eaten a good cake. (laughs) (laughs) I feel happy for him. You know, he deserves it. How many years now has it been of eating terrible, terrible baked goods? Like, this man is like a world-renowned chef, and he's here doing this, <laughs> putting this this terrible, terrible stuff into his mouth. So, yeah, that comes out also this week, uh, August 4th on Netflix. Can I tell you what the real first show on my list is? Sure. You're going to judge me for it. Am I? Yes. I have no idea. <laughs> yes, you know. Yes, you do. You know. You know. Oh, wait, I'm going to ju- 
Why would I just? Oh, you know. I know what you're gonna say. You know. Okay. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. Pre pre you saying it. Just why? <laughs> <laughs> and how dare? <laughs> what is it? Coming back, the final season of High School Musical. Oh, High musical, School Musical, the musical, the, the series. series. Oh my god. <laughs> Jermaine echoes my why. And, and you know how what? Dare. <laughs> I understand. Season one, perfect season. Season two, fine. Season three, why? But but season four, they are back at school. They are doing another High School Musical production. They're doing High School Musical 3 senior year, which has some of the best bops in the franchise. I'm saying it. I disagree with that. I'm saying that. I, I know it's a controversial take. High School Musical 2 had the best songs. It did, but like I feel like 3 is criminally underrated. I, I think Scream is better than Bet On It, and I know that that's a hot take, but in terms of the Zephron solo... It's it's scream for me. Drama teacher is back. I uh, felt like that was really a huge loss in season three because they were at summer camp. So she wasn't she was reduced to like a recurring character. Was that because of her? Or did they write her out? They wrote her out because oh. of summer camp. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of the original high school musical cast is in this season. Corbin Blue, Lucas Gabriel, Monique Coleman, and then some. Yes, I I saw the clip of like Ryan confirms he's gay, and I'm like, whoever thought he wasn't, like <laughs> he's gay. Well, Marissa, shoot your shot right now. Are we seeing Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens? I think we are. You think they are? But Marissa says based yes. On, okay, based <laughs> on the fact that there is Instagram evidence that they were in Salt Lake during Vanessa was. Zach yes, was too. I remember that. Zach was too. He posted like oh, the same was? photo in front of the school. I think that they're not oh. speaking to it because they want it to be this like big surprise. But I do think that they will show up maybe in the finale. I was going to say, will it be pre-finale? <laughs> I think it, I think, I think it'll show up in the finale. Okay. Is, is Olivia Rodrigo coming back? Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it. Is her cheating, is her cheating bisexual boyfriend coming back i don't know his name joshua bassett oh joshua bassett oh Oh. yeah he's still in it yeah he never left he never left oh Oh, he never left oh i thought he was like a singer now he is but not olivia he's not olivia rodrigo let's say this is still his main source of income for the time being yeah okay 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 i would i would assume but yeah i don't know i i think that i'm hopeful because they are returning to their roots and to form and the trailer gave me chills. What can I say? Whoa. Um, I'm excited. Okay. I'm hopeful. Yeah, you're hopeful. <laughs> can you just let, just, let, just let me know what episode Zach and Vanessa pop up in and I'll go watch that episode. Okay. <laughs> I, can't commit, I can't commit to the series. I'll keep you posted. Um, Jermaine, what's next on your list? Show that you both talked about that I recently watched a couple months ago and I binged it. Only Murders in the Building. I did not know it was such a delight. It's a great I show. Was very sh- <laughs> I, I just did not know it was such a delight. I did not know Selena Gomez could give such a performance. <laughs> um, the Martins are crazy. And I, I say the only reason why Mel Street is on the show is because I started watching. <laughs> because as soon as I started watching, it was announced that she's joining the cast. And, you know, I watch it. I was into it. I think it's 
it, it was like a very clever riff on uh, Stereo and Tina Fey as so stupid, <laughs> but <laughs> so stupid. But I watch it. I hope I don't see Cara Delevingne in this season because I really don't want to see her because I thought she was not a great addition last season in season two. But I, I, I am so glad I started watching this show and I'm excited for season three and also nervous because of this goddamn strike. I'm looking forward to the the return of that show as well. Paul Rudd also. Paul Rudd. Is, Jesse Williams. Yeah. yeah. Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams. <laughs> yeah. Like people lines. It's so weird. Like people are lining up to do the show. And I'm interested in because season three, it does seem like we're going for a more like classic whodunit mm-hmm. storyline. Yeah. Again, almost like back to back to its roots. Yeah. Season two kind of veered around a little bit. But season three is yeah. very much like someone someone was murdered. Here are the suspects. Yeah. My favorite line from the trailer, I forget her name, but it was in the elevator. She likes turns to Steve Martin and says like, Well, at least you kept the body out of the building yeah. this time. Thank you. My favorite moment from the trailer was when Steve Martin turns around and he's kind of like stuck between a wall and a column and, then, <laughs> and he has to kind of like shimmy through it. Uh, I just find, the yeah, Martins I think are so good. Yeah, the physical comedy I think is underrated. Like, especially like, I think we mentioned when they were filming the podcast in the closet and they were like, it's so hot in here. <laughs> and yeah. yes, Lena really does hold her own with the Martins. She does. And she needs some proper recognition for that. I agree. Every um, time Emmy season rolls around. I'm like, yeah, she does. Like, if you, you can nominate the entire cast of Succession, which they deserve, you can at least throw Selena a bone. And yeah. she deserves it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of the weird theme of, I feel like, August for me was, like, small independent sci-fi. And I think the the show that kind of gets at this a little bit is um, called A Murder at the End of the World. Um, this is going to be, it's an FX on Hulu show. It comes out on the 29th. And it's from the creators of the OA, which was a show that I really enjoyed because Britt Marling is somebody who really kind of like dives into this kind of indie sci-fi genre really hard. But in this show, nine guests, including Emma Corrin, of the crown are invited to a retreat hosted by Clive Owen. And then one of them is found dead. And this is also kind of like a murder mystery, but Emma Corrin is kind of like the Gen Z detective, if you will, (laughs) trying to, you know, solve the case. And as a crown, as a crown Stan, gotta, gotta support Emma Corrin on, (laughs) on this. I think I zoned out during that trailer. I think you did too. That was at the end of the month and I think you were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying Emma Corrin and that's all yes. I remember about that show. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. There w- Actually, no, there wasn't a trailer yet. It was just like a quick teaser and it was literally just like all oh, the actors' the faces. faces. Yeah. yeah, there okay. wasn't anything to watch on it yet. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next show, sticking with gay teen returning content is um season two of heartstopper on netflix i thought season one was adorable i want to watch that show it's very cute i don't want cute though i want 
then you probably won't. It's not euphoria. It's not like okay. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 euphoria. Did you ever talk about the idol? I think, I think we did. terrible show. Uh, no, we're oh, not talking about the idol okay. here. No. <laughs> I I think I might get into Heartstoppers because people have said a lot of good things about it. I find it to be lovely. I think Kit Connor is delightful. I'm excited to see where they take it in season two. I also think it's like a one of the rare cases, at least in my viewing experience, where so it's based on graph a series of graphic novels, and the author is also like the showrunner and is very much involved with the show, and mm-hmm. she's done a great job. And I find that like you know, the skill of being a writer, artist, whatever, in book form doesn't always translate to correct <laughs> the film and television medium. And this one's really good. Okay. Alice Osman can do it all. All right, Jermaine, where are we going next? We are going to Max. Oh, God, I hate myself for calling it that now. <laughs> um, season two of Rap Shit, Issa Rae's uh, show. Um, I watched season one. It was fine. It was good. I, you know, I think the way they incorporated the social media of it all was good. And it's loosely based off the life of the rap group City Girls. So I kind of know what's going to happen, but I'm still going to watch it because, you know, I'm starving for content. And it's fun. I want to see what they do in season two. I want to see if they make it. I want to see if they can break into the music industry and not just be Instagram rappers. I'm into it. Rap shit season two. Okay. The next show on my list, Marissa, I think you're actually more familiar with this than I am, but it's the Apple TV, uh, I guess, adaptation of essentially an Instagram artist. Yeah. It's strange planet. Yeah. Nathan W. Pyle. And the comic strips that he posts are basically these kind of like aliens commenting on, you know, how quirky and weird everyday life is. Yeah. Um, and the show just feels kind of like an extrapolation of that. But, like, there were things in the trailer that just made me chuckle. Um, for example, when they threw up, when they threw a bunch of confetti into the air and just yelled, tiny trash. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the tone yeah. of the comics, too. Like, I've been following yeah. this artist and, like, his Instagram for... I don't even know how long, but yeah, it is very much just like a commentary on how weird people are yeah. and how, but like also wonderful. Like it's very like, I don't know. There's like a tenderness to it mm-hmm. too, that I'm really looking forward to seeing how this will translate into um, a show. It's on my list as well. Yeah. I'm curious as well. I wonder if it's going to be like actual half. It, it feels like it might be long for like a full half hour, but if they shorten it or if it's like shorter episodes, it feels like it'd be more digestible. Um, that one comes out on the ninth on Apple TV. Then I think, yeah, the last show on my list, it's basic, but I'll, I'll just, I'll throw it out there. Challenge USA is coming back. I oh will man. Be watching I thought it. you were going to say Deaf versus Heard. Sam, <laughs> Sam, is that on Max? The Netflix. Sorry, I won't do. Even you. you just like speaking, that is also grounds for divorce. Oh. I'm really like throwing the D word out a lot in this I know. in this podcast. <laughs> no. Sorry. Um, okay, Challenge USA. Challenge USA. Challenge USA. Pretty well rounded cast, I would say. That one comes out soon, it's, August 10th. Yeah, yeah because 
the first challenge USA sucked because it was only Big Brother people. So they've moved actual challenge people like Johnny Bananas and Wes. Justice for Desi, who got totally screwed over in season one by Enzo. <laughs> yeah. So they move actual challenge people over to Challenge USA. I don't know that I love that. I don't know. They always are such dominating personalities. I'm more curious to see how these new people play the game. Well, because the thing with the challenge personalities, and this is what happened with like the Challenge Global, is that they want to play the way that they play on MTV, where it's much yes. about like the long the long game and getting invited back yes. season after season after season. Yes. But the Challenge USA is not the same game in the sense it, yeah exactly and i feel the same way about big brother people on the challenge because the way they play the game is how they play their brother and it doesn't translate to how the challenge game is played or like survivor people on the challenge at first just going way yes. too hard <laughs> yeah although i will Get say home early the one thing that we saw that we were both surprised at is it looks like Josh Martinez has taken his season off to just get jacked. Oh, good riddance. Good. I can't. No, stand. he's no, back. No, he's back, but he's like. But he's small. On the Challenge USA. Yeah. I can't stand him. I, I have not appropriate things to say about him because I remember his season of Big Brother and he was, which he won and he did not deserve to win. And he was obnoxious he the was entire season. <laughs> there are see, so I should, see, I should be hating somebody now on Big Brother. And I haven't been able to. Uh, remember when he was trying to like trigger a veteran's PTSD? Yeah. <laughs> he was just like walked around and like hit pots and pans together. <laughs> he was unwell. Yeah. Like that's pretty messed up. Yeah. I know. I agree. But Challenge USA. I... He delivers, though, with the drama, and Fessy is going to be on oh the season, God. too. I, I hate Fessy. Another person I hate. Oh, <laughs> I do think it's funny. He hasn't won the challenge. No. Ever. But he thinks Ever. he's, no. like, the greatest. He thinks he's... He thinks he's the greatest. Yes. And he's never won. <laughs> and he's always such a hoe, and it's just, like... No, it'll be it'll be interesting, for sure. Um, Jermaine, anything else on your list? The last thing on my list is basically a copycat show that Netflix is doing, that Hulu already did. It is called Painkiller, mm. and is about the opioid crisis, um, which Hulu already did with Dope Sick. But it's basically the same show from a different perspective. It leans more into how they marketed um, Oxy mm -hmm. and, like... You will. There's a great moment in the in the um, trailer where where they say like to doctors like you need to take treat pain seriously, and it's just like over prescribing this medication that really led to addiction and the opiate crisis. Like I had my wisdom to taken out like a couple years ago, and they gave me twelve oxycodone pills, and I was like, I don't think I need this for removing my wisdom teeth. But it, it's a great cast. It's um. Uzo Adobo, not Adobo, Adupa, Matthew Broadwick, Sam Anderson, Taylor Kish. Um, Taylor Kish. So it should be good. Why did you just say Taylor Kish? Like, <laughs> welcome back, Taylor Kish. He's, been, a, oh my he's God. been around. I feel like he got a bad rap for John Carter, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't think was as bad as people said. <laughs> Thank you. In yeah. hindsight, and yeah. I rewatched it, John Carter 
not a bad movie. But that kind of like, I feel like his career was like, oh man, this is John Carter. Not a bad movie. Yeah, not a bad movie. He was though. in The Covenant, The Covenant with Sebastian Stan. He was in the Battleship movie was with on Rihanna. And True Detective that they pretend yeah. season two of no, he's been True a, Detective yeah. never happened. Yeah, he's been around. He's worked. He's worked. And he'll he's definitely worked. be around for the eventual Friday Night Lights, you know, <laughs> reboot. Um, okay, the last two movies, or sorry, the last two TV shows um, on my list, I'll go through quickly. One, Zombieverse, which is a Korean competition show where it seems like they're just trying to escape from zombies. It seems like it's in the same vein as Run for the Money, which I feel like I also talked about. <laughs> Um, just looks absolutely insane. And then the last show on my list I had was um, an Amazon show called The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. I think it said from the producers of Big Little Lies. Great trailer. Great trailer. Sigourney Weaver. A lot of fire. Little fires everywhere. Yeah, big little big little fireflies everywhere. <laughs> um, and it takes place in Australia, which is always fun. And the premise of the show, however, is not fun. Um, <laughs> a girl loses her parents in a fire and then goes to live with her grandmother. And then it seems like this story takes place over a couple different decades, a, like generational story. But then I think she falls in love with this guy. But then this guy might have had something to do with it. I don't know. So much drama. drama. I think it's based on a book, too. I don't know. I'll check it out. That one comes out on... I think this week as well on 8-4, so. Yeah, August, shockingly delivering Yeah, with the content. Even yeah. on the movie side, I feel like there, there are movies to see. There are movies to see, yeah. Should we jump in to movies? Yeah. Oh, you want, who's, you want, you're looking at me like you want me to go. I can go. I don't always have to go first. It just feels like you're ready for I'm it. I'm ready for it. Yeah, okay. 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 So the first movie on my list is... An adaptation of a romance novel that I love. I read a lot of books and I have like memories of where I was when I was reading this book, which like isn't always the case. The movie, it's called Red, White and Royal Blue. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. Number um, one on my list. The book is so <laughs> oh, yeah. good, Jermaine. <laughs> Book is by Casey McQuiston. Plot is essentially um, the president's son and the prince of England falling in love. Yeah, enemies to lovers, yeah. your favorite trope. Yes. <laughs> um, but there are like political implications to that happening. What are the political implications? You gotta read the book, you gotta see the movie. Well, I'm giving nothing away. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to figure like what could happen. Like, are they going to trade like military code? Codes. There is a scene in the book that I really hope is in the movie because it is the funniest like fucking scene I had read, and it's it, it it's is surrounding the like whole you know like the turkey pardon. Yes. So it's about the turkey pardon and interacting with the turkeys that are being pardoned. And it is so good. It is so funny. <laughs> the trailer looks good. Um, I see chemistry between the actors. I'm really hopeful that this will be a great movie. I saw that it's rated R, which is interesting and feels like vaguely homophobic. But like, we'll see. <laughs> 
Yeah, so this movie comes out on the 11th on Prime. Yes, I yeah. can't wait. I love a home movie where I don't have to go outside to watch it. All right, the first movie on my list, another movie you don't have to go outside to watch because it's on Netflix. It comes out on the 18th. It's the animated movie The Monkey King. And I feel like if you liked also, American... Also on my list. I feel like if you liked American Born Chinese, you know, you'll enjoy The Monkey King. The Monkey King, obviously, you know is a, a character very much in, in just Chinese mythology in general. But Jimmy O. Yang as the voice of the Monkey King, hilarious. Everything Jimmy O. Yang does just cracks me up ever since I saw him on Silicon Valley. And um, I think Bowen Yang is in this as well. But it's basically an animated movie. And the Monkey King, and he comes out strong. I think his first instinct seems to be that like if something is wrong, he'll just win a fight. And the movie seems to be like kind of him learning yeah. that that doesn't necessarily always need to be the case, but it just looks like a cute, like animated movie. And Jimmy O. Yang is funny. So I'm in. Also on my list. Um, Cause I remember when I watched American born Chinese, I was saying to you like too yeah. much high school, not enough monkey King. Like yeah. <laughs> I want that. I, I, I can't the, the, like anytime I'm like, have to like relive actual feelings of being an outcast in high school yeah i'm just like no <laughs> so i'm like give me monkey king so i can't wait to watch this yeah no the monkey king is a fun character he's always like um a little bit mischievous a little bit sassy like he's a fun character for sure all right jermaine what's next where are we going no we're good no we're good no we're <laughs> good at all um <laughs> no we're good Meg 2. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no real good. You know, I'm surprised. It's, it's, the modern day it's the modern day Jaws. And I'm just like, the Meg 1 was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, my thing with the Meg, it is clearly, it's based on a book or some sort of like graphic novel or something. But it's clearly such a ripoff of like Godzilla on, and Monsters. Mm. And nobody talks about like it is clearly a ripoff of Godzilla and monsters, but you know it seems fun. The Meg Two, the trench, they're going deep down where they <laughs> are encountering a bunch of new Megs, and they've never seen one so big before. And is the optics of going into a trench these days a little bit poor timing? I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's unfortunate. I know. Yeah. I was watching Days of Her Lives recently. <laughs> well, you know, last week or the week before. And there's a storyline where Megan Demera, who tried to murder somebody or orchestrated a murder, but the murder was, you know, they stopped it, they captured her, she got shot in the process, was locked in the <laughs> hospital, recovered, was confronted, overpowered somebody, locked took the handcuffs off, um, handcuffed them to the hospital bed, escaped. And you will never believe how she escaped I, in a submarine. <laughs> I was like, too soon. Just, I was like, too soon. You're like, she, there was like a mini submarine and she got in and she escaped. I was like, too soon. Even days of our lives is nothing sacred. <laughs> Should have like gotten that part out. I was like, oh. Yikes. That is not on my list. Yeah, not on. My, I didn't see the Meg One. So, no. do you think I need to see the Meg One before I see Meg Two? Yeah, it's it's, it's a stupid <laughs> movie. You have to watch it. It's, a, it. it's like a stupid movie in the best way. 
but like it's a stupid movie like you should watch it outside century city there's like a huge uh or this uh, the century city amc there's a huge like shark head that you can take your photo in that's true to promote for the meg too well the next movie on my list we're taking a hard pivot okay <laughs> away from <laughs> the like bad blockbusters to come and I have a film called Shortcomings on my list. It is Randall Park's directorial debut. It is about a struggling filmmaker who, um, when his girlfriend moves to New York, um, they live in California, when she moves to New York, he's kind of like left to his own devices and like figuring himself out and mm-hmm. what, what he wants. And alongside his queer best friend. Yeah. Yes, it seems like just a quieter kind of character study mm-hmm. that I'd be into. Also, Debbie Ryan is in it, which shocked me. <laughs> Why did it shock you? And I cannot wait to see how <laughs> Debbie Ryan is doing these days. Yeah, have you ever watched her Art Digest house tour? No. You should go watch her Art Digest house tour. She has I a nice know. house from all that Disney money. <laughs> she has a nice house. She's married. I didn't know she was married. Oh. She has a nice house. They have a indoor boxing ring. She oh, trained. Wow. Disney paid her low. Yeah, absolutely. Good for her. Disney is not paying Robert Carradine well because he just posted a residual check for Lizzie McGuire that was zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> not great. Parody. That's rough. Well, I feel like there was some speculation about whether it was for Lizzie McGuire or for, like, I think he had done another, like, DCOM. Like a Mom's very obscure... got a date with a vampire. Yeah. No, it's not one. obscured. Mom's got a date with a vampire. It's not an obscured DCOM. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't know. It is not that? an obscured DCOM. It has, it has, yes. oh my God, what's his name? What's his name? The guy from the grassy who played Jimmy, not Jimmy, Craig from the grassy. Oh, Jake Epstein. In Mom's, Jake Epstein is in Mom's Got a Day with a Vampire. Not in a, Caroline, Caroline Ray. Ray. Yeah, okay. Caroline sorry. Ray. I didn't, realize that was such a con- I didn't realize this was such a controversial thing to yes, say. Yes, Mr. Sheffield himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't yeah. start, Sam. Well, when was the last time you watched that movie? Uh, last um, October in Halloween, like when you watch Halloween <laughs> movies at the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> All right, so Excuse yeah, me. someone someone get Robert Carradine his his three cents. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the next I'm I'm gonna do a twofer because this is kind of like piggybacking off what I said earlier, where I felt I thought that there were a lot of good like indie sci-fi things. So I have two movies I felt like that fit into this genre. The first was called The Pod Generation, which is a movie that stars Amelia Clark and Chiwetel Ejiofor. And the premise is basically like in the not too distant future, women don't get pregnant um, or couples don't get pregnant. They have these like pods where babies grow into so that women don't have to like take time away from the workforce. And then both the man and the woman can be responsible for like carrying around this pod. I just found the premise to be like weirdly like disturbing, but also I can I can kind of see it. Like I feel like that's the best sci-fi premise where you're like, this is weird, but honestly... Could happen. Could happen. The sequel for Barbie 2. Barbie 2. Barbie <laughs> changes how you give yeah. birth. Yeah. And then the other movie that I thought fit into this... Uh, that fit into this kind of genre was called Aporia. 
And this one starred Judy Greer and Edie Gathegi. And this movie is about, so they're in a couple, but then, and Judy Greer um, ends up losing her husband. And then she goes to this, she meets this physicist who has a secret time machine. So she can go back and, you know, I think he dies in maybe a car crash or something, but she's able to go back in time and bring him back to life. But that obviously comes with it like unintended consequences. And I thought that that also looks like a good kind of sci-fi movie. These movies both come out on August 11th, which is an interesting choice, but could be a good double feature. So I put them both on my list. Uh, Jermaine, where are we going next? The last movie on my list. No, I could not find a trailer for it, but I know about it because I remember when it was announced. Um, it's on Netflix. It is, You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. So there is a trailer. If you go onto Netflix. Where is it? If you, go on, yeah. if you go onto Netflix, they'll play a short clip of the daughter. No, I saw the clip. Yeah. I saw the clip of them pitching. Okay, that was all I saw. I didn't see a trailer, but I saw the clip and I was like, okay, this is I funny. saw that clip. And I was like, I, they said it in the clip. And I was like, who's paying for this? And they're like, who's paying for this? <laughs> um, <laughs> but that I want to see. And it's also, I think, his real daughter who's starring in it. All, um, I think all of his, well, multiple of his real daughters. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, yeah, all of his family's in it. Plus Idina Menzel in Plus a. Plus um, Idina Menzel. In, in what is, um, <laughs> oh my God. What, oh my God, what's the, now I'm blanking. Un, in an Uncut Gems reunion. I have that on my list as well. Same. Yeah. I will say, because, I don't know, I feel like Adam Sandler at his best, uh, or my favorite Adam Sandler movies generally, are the ones where he is kind of like the, the a little bit more like in a dad role, and there's kids around, and like he's more of like the guy just kind of like in weird situations, and he's experiencing them with kids. Like I really liked, oh my God, the movie uh, Just Go With It which was the movie where it was like him and Jennifer Aniston and Brooklyn Decker. I will say in this vein, Billy Madison, probably my least favorite movie. Can't stand Billy Madison. But I feel like this is kind of in a similar vein to just go with it. Is it a huge like Nepo baby movie? Yes, absolutely. But do we uh, care? Do we care? <laughs> um, but, you but know, like, I'll still check it out. Are we giving like Jewish story, Jewish characters, which is like, shockingly rare <laughs> like is this i i will take nepo babies in this case yeah because better that than casting yeah i know, you know? i did like the part where um in the pitch they were trying to pitch all these like pop stars i think they were like and then we'll get olivia rodrigo Rodrigo, <laughs> <laughs> like and then there was like me? one picture of i think it was paul mccartney and they're like oh that old guy's for dad <laughs> Disney, High School Musical, the musical TV series can't even get Olivia Rodrigo. How are you going to get Olivia Rodrigo? <laughs> yeah. Jewish director, too. Yeah. Sammy Cohen. I, I really hope that this movie delivers. I, I do have hopes. I think it will. I have more hope for this movie than some of his other Netflix movies. Um, the next movie on my list, actually the the last movie on my list is... The upcoming It's Raunch Girl Summer, the film called Bottoms, fits delightfully into that genre. This movie is um, starring Rachel Sinaut from from Shiva Baby and um, Sydney from The Bear. Um, and it's basically just like 
a gay fight club movie. <laughs> yes, it's described as a campy queer high school comedy in the vein of Wet Hot American Summer, but for a Gen oh, Z I queer love audience. Wet Hot American Summer. It doesn't flinch from portraying its central female protagonist as desperate, horny, and funny as hell. It the trailer looks hilarious. I really like both of the actresses who are in it. Shiva Baby, so good. Again, really devastated though to learn that Rachel Sanat is not Jewish after watching her in mm. Shiva Baby. I digress. Okay, the last movie on my list. I had to pick my big theatrical movie. Jermaine picked the Meg 2. I went with Gran Turismo. I'll go see Gran Turismo with you. That would be number six. Like, if I needed another movie. I, yeah, I saw the trailer doing Barbie, and I was like, mm, I don't know, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think that I know, I, I mean, I, I, is anything in the movie, is anything going to happen in the movie that surprises me? No. Uh, no. I feel like I know the story already. I know how it's going to end, and I know it's going to happen. But I feel like there is something that's always fun about, like, being in a theater and watching race cars because it's so loud. <laughs> Um, and they see it they, in Dolby and be like vibrating, yeah, and, they, and they do the fun pans, you know. Well, it's not going to be in Dolby probably because of Blue Beetle, Blue but Beetle. <laughs> but did um, not make any of our lists. No, yeah, no. terrible trailer. Um, but Gran Turismo, Orlando Bloom, David Harbor, based on the true story of this guy who became a race car driver by playing Gran Turismo. You know, I I'm in. You know, love a good PlayStation adaptation. <laughs> That's my list. Did we do it? Do we have to talk about our which streamer is the best streamer? It's a hot time to be recommending streamers generally. That's the thing. It's like it feels That's icky. I don't know. I, I might abstain. Slow. I might abstain. You could always just recommend CBS, classic free broadcast television. I will be watching Big Brother <laughs> and the challenge. And yes, like I'm here to like talk about the content that is being impacted by the moment. I'm not really here to like endorse the corporate greed. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so you do a cute little pass, including on Nicole Kidman. A great time for the movies. AMC theaters. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is August. I think it's interesting to see. I feel like August to me feels like the last push before we fall off a cliff it's gonna be interesting i haven't even really looked ahead to september but yeah i mean there is a finite amount <laughs> at this point there is and it's interesting to see how they're already trying to like accommodate for that with reality with like outsourcing to like more and more like international productions with like netflix in particular i feel mm. like i saw a spike in like K-dramas and yeah. foreign content. To Jermaine's point, though, by September, football will be back. So, you know, yeah, it'll that'll take some of the viewership. Uh, let's wrap it up. Let's okay. wrap it up. All right. um, yeah. That was August. Sure. We'll see. We'll see where we go from here. We better not be talking about football next month. That's all I have to say right now. As always. Well, is it as always? Are we even using it anymore? But we are there at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter. X. Twitter. <laughs> and Instagram. Outfit Repeaters Podcast. 
yeah, if you need more recommendations for things to watch, you're running low on your list. We have, oh my God, we're doing the preview now for like a year and a half. So you can find yeah. those either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com um, or on any platform where podcasts are available. Also on The Crown, we'll be getting ready for season six by watching a couple movies. We watched The Young Victoria and our thoughts on that are available at Crowning Around. Emily Blunt. See you next month. Or will we? We what? will. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> will there be anything to talk about? Yeah. All right. We'll see. Sitting on my couch and I don't know what to watch. Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview. Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview.